Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, Minnesota United plays with no strikers, Zlatan speaks with no fucks, and Tottenham is treated with no mercy. Oh! Last night because of the hail. Did either of you wake up because of the hail? Producer Nick is nodding. I I didn't know it was hail. I thought it was just raining that hard. But yeah, I woke up at like three thirty this morning. I woke up at twelve forty five with my dog wanting to like drink all of the puddles. Why that was there annoying. Puddles in the house. No, like go outside and like drink from the gutters because oh. my dog is disgusting like that. Which oh, dog? Uh, Maggie. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I she's a spaz. Uh, my, my my bedroom's upstairs, so it's right under the roof. And the there were like big things of hail, like talk, 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 hitting the roof. And it, it pretty felt like the whole world was ending. It's pretty scary, man. I never experienced that before. Like I feel like the only hail I've experienced is either when I was awake or it was so small that it didn't make all that noise. And this just felt like you I, know, we we're under artillery barrages. I didn't think it was hail though. I didn't see any hail when I woke up this morning. On the ground or anything. Melted, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. at that okay. point it was melted. This was hell. physics. We can, we can go back. There are probably some YouTube videos that are really informative about this topic. As there are about most. No, I slept through meteorology in freshman year high school, of college anyway, so. All right. Just remember when they it told you. It was 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. You took meteorology, though? Yeah. That's, it feels like one of those, like, blow-off classes that you. That oh, yeah, it was. Real. I slept through it and so did a B, so. All right. We just offended all our meteorological listeners. But hey, let's move now into our first segment of today's show, a segment that we call United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. All right, United Passions is a segment in which we talk about the United we are most passionate about. Minnesota United FC, you played twice. Every moment you say that, you pause right there, Mike. Is it it going to be DC this week? Is it Atlanta (laughs) Atlanta this week? No. But please let it be Atlanta. Please let it be Atlanta. Atlanta's long as not just breathing. Ariel Castillo, who now works for Man City USA, but used to be working for MLS, on Twitter was kind of auctioning off her, or not auctioning, she she was just giving it away, her like old MLS swag. And there are these hats, and one of them just had like, um, United in Black written on a black hat. You know how that Parks and Rec episode, Dom Howard is like black on black. It's like perfect. That's the kind of how this hat was. And it, I was like, which United is this? For th- that was funny enough, like having to clarify right. this like joke about Uniteds. And she's like, DC United. And I was just for like a half second, I was like, maybe I should just get it. Maybe people won't be able to tell. <laughs> so Gosh, people will tell. Yeah, I know. The big DC logo on the back of the hat probably would give it away. But I think it'd be funny still. Just like the fact that DC United beat us 2-1. Waza and crew coming up on top. Yeah, that was so fucking hilarious, Notch. I didn't watch this game, to be perfectly honest, because I just was emotionally drained (laughs) from the rest of the season so far. We scored first. So that counts for something, right? We sort of like a half point for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, We won the half game. Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. We scored right Yeah, it was no, like no. I, I just, I minute. just draw an arbitrary line for half. You know, since we're making things up, we can also make up the definition of a half here. So, anyway, Angelo getting the 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 goal finally, opening his MLS account. 
as the DC United commentator said, welcome to MLS Angelo Rodriguez. I was like, he's, he's been here a while. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah. I've had long enough to write a column about how he's not doing well to start out his MLS career. Like, yeah. See, that's how is, long he's been here. This is the kind of shit that's emotionally draining me. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, how was this game? I heard we, it was a good defensive performance by us for parts of it. Parts of it, Parts yeah. of it, not all. Definitely not all of it. Uh, Carter Manley had a pretty nightmarish 10 minutes or so. Yeah. He came in, uh, Jerry uh, TSN was injured early on, eighth minute or so in the first half that we subbed off for Carter. Who then got nutmegged for the goal. I yeah, the first one. He could have done a whole lot in that. He could have closed his legs. Whatever. He, wow, I mean, Colin, way to blame the don't victim. Don't slut shame, okay? We're better than that. Jeez, dude. I don't blame you. I don't blame me at all, Carter. Yeah, I don't blame him at all either. Anyway, he also so shouldn't have been drinking. Sudden dole, yes. Sudden <laughs> dole, yes. He slipped. Uh, <laughs> as the ball was put to the left, he turned bad angle, tried to catch up to. Uh, I don't remember who the player was. Um, it was the fullback for them, I think. Either way, he slipped on the pitch. Uh, DC players sent a low cross, and Darren Maddox somehow beat the speedy Mark Burks to the ball. I don't know how that happened. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. The yeah. Lightning after that quick slip, Mark Birch. After that slip, Carter Manley shouldn't have been drinking, I'm telling you. But hey, at least give, because of the NWSL semifinal between Portland and Seattle, it wasn't the worst slip of the week. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will get to that in a, in a segment uh, or two later. And. Well, anyway, Minnesota United finishing this game with a cough strain for goal scorer Angelo Rodriguez. Despite and the fact that... Did anyone actually remember him I getting injured? don't remember that. And when the lineups were announced for the second game of the, the week at Salt Lake, it was very confusing to a lot of fans why he was not in the match day 18. And also why, if he was not in the match day 18, why Mason Toy wasn't recalled from loan to be in the match day 18. Because what it meant was that we had exactly one striker in the lineup, Abu Danladi, who decided to get injured again. I don't think early he decided in the second to get game against uh, RSL. That's unfair. That's unfair. He didn't decide to get injured. He had played. He played full ninety. or played about seventy minutes in the first game this week, and there was no spot rotation by Adrian Heath. I am. From him. So I, I was kind of being a little lighthearted going into that, but I'm going to be blunt. I don't think Abudan Ladi has a spot on this team next year. He's, to me, shown now over the years that he's incapable of being healthy. I know his salary is being paid by Generation Adidas. Uh, he has all these other benefits that that status brings us. But I'm sorry. Like, we can't have a striker who isn't capable of staying healthy on a consistent basis. We need somebody in that spot as backup striker who can be both reliably brought on and can reliably score goals. We don't have that with Abu Danladi. We don't have that with Mason Toy even. We don't have that with Aguilar Rodriguez. And when Abu Danladi got taken off, who the hell was there to score goals for us? Miguel, Miguel Ibarra on exactly. the wings. Yeah. Romario looked uh, dangerous for just a little bit. Darwin Quintero looked a little bit dangerous. But, I mean, we are ridiculous when we don't have enough strikers in this game. You're very premature to just say Abud and Lottie, even if he only gets 10 games, wouldn't be worth 200000 even if he graduates from Generation Adidas. He scores five goals. That is worth 
$200,000 in this league as a striker. That's the sort of production that he... I mean, that's his track record over his MLS career No, no, no. I'm saying you don't know when he's going to be healthy and when he's not. But I'm saying if you he need gets... a guy who who if you, if you're gonna have a backup, he need, he needs to be a backup. He can't be hurt all the time. And and this was a non-contact injury. Well, yeah. I'm I'm not saying that I'm okay with him being a primary option. I'm just saying if you're saying cut bait on the number one pick last year, who has scored a decent amount of goals, ten, something like Nine. that, yeah. Yeah, like 9 or 10 in his MLS career. Like, that is way too early to just say, oh, he gets injured too much. You know, if he starts getting more expensive than his GA contract, I'd consider it. But at this point, like, you've got to at least have somebody with that talent on the roster if if you've got him under contract. I'm with Colin on this one. We already sent away a striker that scored multiple goals in the... Double-digit goals in the lead. Why did we send away another one? Because that's because you spend and you buy two guys who can stay healthy Do and score. Do you trust this team to buy two guys that can stay healthy and score? That's I would is our best chance at striker right now, and that's tough to say, but it's true. It is a very bitter pill to He's swallow. He's our most proven An MLS striker. Abu Dunladi is our best option as striker. We've now failed to win in two of those eight games that we were talking about in last week's episode that uh and of course adrian hates saying we needed a minimum of five wins out of those eights to have any sort of playoff chances <laughs> so i mean to me i'm done with this season no, this, yeah, season this season is over to me. and i have to now throw in with westberdine and with um bruce mcguire on the 55-1 pod when i say we need a complete revamping of our sporting side Bruce on the 55-1 pod talking about Manny Lagos and saying that there hasn't been much productivity there uh, in terms of bringing in the right players. I think the same is true for Adrian Heath, who just, to me, he isn't getting the most out of the squad and hasn't for quite a while. And I've tried to find it in myself to say, you know what, three-year plan, let's, let's do something more. Let's see what happens. I think the statistics are quite stark. Bruce on Twitter showing how through some numbers that you can check out on the Twitter feed if you so wish that our performance, if you get rid of those first four games, which is a little bit arbitrary, but I think there's a strong argument to be made that Minnesota United was just trash <laughs> for four straight games. And hot, hot garbage. And, and, it, and those four games were not representative of performance for the rest of the year. So if you're looking at representative with representative, you know, over time, We've played worse this year than we did through the all the games last year, save for the first four. And I would argue that our roster is more talented, which is just as much of a damnation on the coaching staff. We have our first designated players. Who, We're spending more money. We our brought, first two designated players, uh, you forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said designated players, yeah, yeah, multiple. That's plural. Oh, and, okay. and, and you, you got to also add in there that we've brought in 14 new players this and year. Adrian Heath is a it's a good USL coach. That's where he saw success with Orlando City. He floundered with them in MLS. He's sinking with Minnesota. Still in MLS. He belongs in USL. He's not a good MLS coach. And he's shown that throughout his tenure in, in MLS. He doesn't He's not at this level. There's one thing with that. I think it is overly reductive to throw out the first four games. You don't even need to do that to say that there's a problem here. 
Minnesota, as it stands right now, are at 1.07 points per game. Last year, including that debacle of the first four games, they were 1.06. We were also- when you put this level of investment into the roster, there's no excuse to be a hundredth of a point better. We are one point ahead of our ge- on our year-to-year from last year. Our goal differential is, I believe, off by one as well. With the amount of time and investment that was available, there's, there's been no like, marginal improvement at best. Which, as you're saying, isn't acceptable. So we need to change. If Allianz Field, if we go into it with this kind of... It, the, the trend continues the way it has been. The crowds are going to stop showing up in, in year two of Allianz. Mm-hmm. I think this, this fan base is going to get sick and tired of this um, kind it's, of stuff. It's Minnesota sports. There's plenty of other teams that will break our hearts. Why do we need it's another fair. one? Teams that you've grown up with. Teams that yeah. in sports that are kind of embedded into the American experience the way soccer isn't. For better or for worse, you need to give the fans something to, to really uh, latch on to and appreciate. Kind of like maybe a star who's who's got their feet here in Minnesota and everyone loves, but now we got rid of that too. So, what the hell? Anyway, speaking of which, Miguel Ibarra in this game against RSL really just deciding around the 80th minute that enough was enough and he needed to win this game. So he scored one goal, uh, a fantastic one, and then unfortunately, the second goal he scored getting called off by VAR. I think all of us are in agreement that it was a correct offside it, it call. It was a correct call. Um, some uh, confusion up in our press box uh, with Cal and Kinder on the, on the call because they had got wrong information by it from somebody Yeah, um, that said that the ref was reviewing for a foul and so they didn't show any angels of the offside. And But Darren was offside before he assisted Medelli Bar's game winner. Yeah. Um, go listen to the Sound of the Loons podcast to hear Cal Williams actually detail those like four minutes of what he was hearing from his producer and what sort of process they have to discuss it. It is actually a really interesting discussion, but basically what he said was that the fourth official gave the broadcast teams for both sides incorrect info. For some reason, RSL seemed to figure out that, yeah, it, it was getting called for offside as opposed to like, I don't know what it was that Minnesota screwed up in not looking at different replays along with just listening to what the referees were saying. Yeah. It was very clear that there was miscommunication on the field as well. Like it's very rare to see a center ref bring over the assistant referee to the VAR screen and say, point out what it is you're talking about. (laughs) You can see Chris Penso do Show me on the screen where I should be looking. Yeah. Show no. me on Maximiano's head where the bad ball touched him or didn't touch him. I need to go go to next year to Minnesota United schedule and be like, show me the games that I should be watching because it sure as fuck isn't the it's ones like that I was two or expecting three, probably. this year. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like San Jose versus Minnesota. I should watch that game. That's gonna be one we win, right? Oh no, uh, history has shown us no. Uh, Stitch games, Minnesota, uh, Portland at home, New York City FC at home, Philadelphia away, Colorado at home, Dallas at home, Columbus away. I see maximum six points, maybe, if we're being optimistic in those six games, probably four, maybe two. Just just watch us get nine points, and that'll be enough for the team to be like, oh, everything's fine. Look, we finished strong. It's all good. In, in all seriousness, that is, that's something that I bring up in my EPL column this week. 
at this point, we should just be tanking the season and trying to figure out what sort of best chemistry is going to happen for 2019. Answer the questions about whether or not players deserve to be on the roster, regardless of who the technical staff is, at least these six games can give them some evidence. The fact that Minnesota isn't officially eliminated from the playoffs yet is a big concern if you are anybody that's trying to look towards the future, because let's be totally honest here. There's no fucking way that Adrian Heath isn't going to be coaching for his life over the next few games, which means that he's going to try and trot out what he thinks is his best lineup. That clearly hasn't worked all season, but that's not going to stop him. Hmm. I think we should note just one more, more note from the RSL game. Our back line was from left to right, Calvo, Almsberg, Coleman, Boxall, and they played all right. Calvo looked really backs. good in the left back spot. Just want to point that out. It's <laughs> almost not, like he I'm played even, no, I'm, yeah. he should be. He looked very good going forward and was solid defensively. Even though he said after the game that he doesn't like playing left back. But, but okay, uh, cool. Come on, man. Well, for the team. Does, the does he share that with his Costa Rica coach? Because he should, maybe. <laughs> and with that, it's time to go into the segment that we call the top step. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. In the top step, we cover the latest news from America's Division One Soccer Leagues, Major League Soccer, and the NWSL. First up, Colorado Rapids playing Atlanta United and failing to do me a solid going down to Atlanta United. You, you shouldn't put your faith in Colorado. We've learned this over the years. They disappoint. They, they beat us. Tim Howard capitulated on the first goal. Yeah, he, he kind of fell over and submitted to Almiron's. It's, it's almost as if Tim Howard knew that he had a retirement gig coming up. More on that later. He fell over before it was time to make a save. He just like lay on the ground and, as you were saying, just worshipped at Almiron's feet. Yeah. What the hell? I he's not good anymore. I don't know why he's still playing. Probably because he's Tim Howard. And that's Probably because he's getting why. paid $2 million a year also by that, Colorado. But I, if I was Colorado's coach, I'd be putting in the McMathlete. Or if you're Colorado's was, coach, you're getting fired pretty yeah. soon here. Also that. If I was the, also, if I was the McMath lead, but anyone else want to try me out anywhere? Hey, uh, LA, Galaxy, you guys have a hot garbage fire in Dole right now. How about me? Huh? 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 <laughs> Anthony Hudson coming out this weekend saying, I'm not well-liked in Colorado. Do I? What? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I'm really getting tired of these Univision commentary guys, by the way. Like, we've talked about them on the pod before, but I mean, they are just excruciatingly annoying to listen they're to. They're annoying, but the guy today, or during the game, did predict goals before they happened. It was amazing. <laughs> also, Granted. It was Atlanta playing Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> and he also only had a 50% accuracy rate. Yeah. Like, that's good for, like, psychic predictions, but still. Yeah. Also, remember how he was saying, like, uh, Julian Gressel, when it's Julian Gressel, and then he said, Univision. And I'm like, at least if you're going to go Julian Gressel, go like Univision or something like that. What the hell? Univision. Yeah. yeah. Like, be consistent with your pronunciation. You know? But no. Anyway. Well, Martinez scored. Bunch of stuff happened. Atlanta won. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Uh, Colorado eliminated from playoffs. Shock. Yeah. Shock. Absolute shock. They'll always be in the playoffs in our hearts. Philadelphia Union want. playing Montreal. Montreal getting the four one victory away from home. Yeah, Union started up with a very fine first goal for Austin Trusty off of a set piece, and then bad things from Andre Blake happened. I feel like he's 
Uh, you know, the little aliens in Space Jam, they stole his talent. Because he looks like Rotala Sanchez, who never had any talent. It's really crazy. If you're going to watch one piece of this game, Piatti and Silva getting a nice break, going two-on-one against Andre Blake and uh, getting the fourth goal for Montreal. Just beautiful sequence there. Speaking of beautiful, Toronto playing LA Galaxy in a 5-3 barn burner. They've been attacked by the aliens long ago. Yeah. (laughs) The defense for LA. I mean, this week was filled with goals galore. And this game being maybe one of the marquees and LA's defense, man, they Real went three nil down in the first half <laughs> the first against half Toronto. Like yeah, it was real bad. Granted, Chiavinko, Altidore, Osorio, I know that it's been rough for them this year, but that is a team that can put like five in front of you in 20 minutes. It's true. Especially for the Galaxy. What they did do, though, by, do, by getting those three goals makes Zlatan Ibrahimovic angry and remember that he, it was his 500th goal that would be his next, which he got in fine fashion. Oh, mother of God. It was a round, bat, bat to a roundhouse kick. I don't know. What, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's, it's not known as the Ibra. Chuck Norris would have broken his heel and torn his Achilles if he had shot that. He's also like 92 years old. He's old. And kind of a douchebag. He, he really is. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, again, Maybe sure. we should wish that Chuck Norris did that. <laughs> Zlatan and both him and Rooney this week r- reminding us that we were all very wrong when we, when we as a collective high mind decided to hive mind decided to predict that MLS was past bringing in players like this. No, we're not. No, well, we're they, not. When they play like this, not like how Lampard and Gerard did. Yeah. They, yeah. So Zlatan gets the we're goal. Galaxy get three more. I believe the game was tied before Toronto get two more to, to, to win the game. Yep. And late. then Zlatan and Michael Bradley having a run-in in this match. Zlatan then coming back with a fine coat for the ages. He thinks he's the philosopher of football. I have more goals than he has games. Zlatan has 500 goals. Bradley has 556 games. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to give that one to, to, to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I, I too like good that. of a quote yeah, for truth. Yeah. Yep, exactly. FC Dallas playing Columbus and the game ending nil-nil. Uh, just forget about it. The one thing you should probably know about this game is that Austin fans decided to send their supporters an email saying, I know we all are going to go watch the team, watch what is going to become our team next year, and we want to go l- learn more about our future players. Oh, God, someone save Will Trap. And, and, and Stefan just, just. They, 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 had to, they had to basically send out instructions like, don't antagonize the Columbus fans. Take a scarf if you want. We're going to make relationships with the Dallas fans uh, who we might get to know more next year. And Dallas fans were like, we don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> and they were just roundly mocked for this email. You know, Austin fans, just stay away. You know, your time's going to come uh, at the expense of the dignity of the league next year. So just when that happens, you know, you can, you can have your chance, uh, you know, unzip your pants and come into the room when that happens. But until then, have the dignity to at least stand in the closet without making much noise while Columbus is still in the room, uh, you know, thinking that things are the way they always were in their marriage. All right. So just to stay in the closet. Austin for just a little while. Columbus will leave. Is that an when you hear R. the Kelly car trapped going, in the closet reference. When, when you hear the car drive away, then that's when you can that's when you can come in and have your way with that new free card, all right? When does the little guy come in and like point a gun at him? Yeah. Didn't everyone have AIDS into that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That 
drunk in college one night and watched the entire. I was I partied hard, guys. I okay, all right. Yeah, you, you, you seem like you partied trapped hard. in the closet with my roommates, and you do seem scarred by it. It was yeah. baffling. Houston played the Portland Timbers in Houston. The game ending four one to uh, the Dynamo, who again show that their home form has no resemblance to the team that plays when they are away. Sound familiar? Right. Avis Powell gets the first goal. No. Alejandro Funemayor got the first goal. That was maybe the best chip I've ever seen. (laughs) Granted, it was an own goal, but that was... Like, Darwin Quintero would have been jealous of how beautiful of a shot that was. Funemayor making up for this deflection by getting the fourth goal for the Dynamo in this game. Albert Lee is getting one. Minota is getting two, which... The second one of those is a gorgeous volley kick at short range off a Steve Clark rebound. Uh, one of the goals of the week. And Diego Chara getting denied one of his rare goals by VAR. I feel like he just scored like last week he and we flipped week. the fuck out about it. And now all of a sudden he gets in on goal and it gets taken away. Yeah, very maybe, maybe he is going to be going on fire soon. Let's worry about next week then. He gets one. He gets one a year. That's the rule that all MLS referees know. So any goalie scores against us next week is going to be disallowed. So okay, I think we're, we're fine with that. Whitecaps getting an attendance record as Seattle comes to town. Whitecaps won. Seattle Sounders two. Yeah, Seattle looked darn good for their ninth straight win. Um, pass around the top of the box. Falls to Leardam. Gets a Nice little through ball into Rui Diaz right in front of goal. Nope. I, I, let's just... Seattle scored two. Talk to Marta one for Vancouver. Let's talk about Brett Shea. Yeah, I don't care about do the goals. That. Let's talk about Brett Shea. Brett Shea met up with Nito Ladero, who was very good. Brett Shea is... Brett Shea. Uh, <laughs> Nito Ladero not met him twice, caused him to fall on his ass. And it's hilarious. And great. And... It's almost as good as the time he didn't score from two yards out. Almost. Almost. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it was, it, you know, you, you'd feel bad if it wasn't Brett Shea. Right. You'd feel bad if he wasn't a designated player. <laughs> He's a designated player? He is a designated oh, player. Oh, man. Angelo Rodriguez is a great signing, guys. <laughs> Guy Kamara looking pretty threatening in this game, but unfortunately not enough to get Vancouver to tie. LAFC playing the New England Revolution. The game ending 1-1. Marcos Urania. Man, he still exists and he scored. Yeah, gets his first goal for LAFC after many games. Yeah, a lot of games, guys. <laughs> uh, former Crow, former, former Minneapolis City player, Brandon Bai with the equalizer Cop. for New England. Uh, Thank you, Colin. Who drafted 7th in the 7th overall. I believe Wait, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Can you re- repeat that point, please? Because there was a crow in the room. No, nah, I think we got it. So, <laughs> San Jose playing SKC <laughs> and getting humiliated. This is a game that you could probably upload onto Pornhub in the public humiliation section. Five goals scored by SKC. <laughs> responded to only by one from San Jose. Now, this game being played in San Jose. And San Jose coach Mikel Starry getting fired in its aftermath. So, wait. You need to get beat 5-1 by, or by Sporting Kansas City at home to get your coach fired? 
Because, like, that has been our problem so far. We've actually done well against Sporting Kansas City at home. <laughs> I mean, this year they've beaten us probably like six to two on aggregate. So maybe that, does that help? Does that help with the tasteness, Adrian? No? Okay. No. But, no. Uh, it's got to be at home. It's got to be at home. But Andrew Tarbell is terrible. And I don't know how he won the starting job last year, but then I remember he won the job over David Bingham, who is worse. So <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is a strong statement that I might disagree with, actually. You think they've been him as better than that's Andrew? how bad Andrew Tarbell is. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like an I, Ouroboros of it's suck. Like comparing a giant shit sandwich against a giant bottle of piss. I, I don't understand. I, both are bad. I believe I don't the, uh, the correct second one is diarrhea soup. All right, uh, coming up, our discussion about whether Tommy Wiseau or Uv Boll are is the better director. Uh, moving along, DC United playing New York Red Bulls. This game ending three three, and arguably game of the week. Arguably, I mean, it's either that or the Toronto game. But yeah, this one when you have a BWP, BWP hat trick, it's going to be up there for game of the week. A BWP hat trick where every single goal was an equalizer. Right. <laughs> that is actually very impressive. The 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 goal of the week probably though is Waza's uh volley. No, he it's just not. Sticks his foot out and just Oh no. Come on. BDP had a special kick in this game. Yeah, but Waza just placed the ball without but also, even looking. It's not as good as Latan's five hundredth. This was the same week notch. There well, were so many great it goals. It really was. It really was. I yeah. mean, we, we, it was embarrassment of riches. But again, a reminder, Wayne Rooney is very good. He had two oh, yeah, other absolutely. really good yeah. chances in this Rooney game. Rooney is fantastic. And he has yeah. made Luciano Castro so much better. He is so good right now for DC. Streets ahead. And he has such confidence in his game right now. He just waltzed in for the third, third, third goal and no one stopped him. No one got in his way. Who would we sign as far as enduring older Englishmen who are past it is concerned? Like, who would you have? We already have one. (laughs) Uh, Enduring, though. I mean, you know, when I see Wayne Rooney, I kind of see like, oh, Wayne Rooney. Oh, look, he's making it cost a bet. Oh, it's so precious. After this European season, maybe after a Nazi European season, depending on how it goes. James Milner, come back to Florida, Minnesota. Oh my God. I would love that so much. He yeah. is playing so well right now for Liverpool. I feel like we should go and check out like the 2010 World Cup team for England <laughs> and get like uh, Walcott, hey. Theo Walcott. How about Theo Walcott? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Speaking of Washington we don't Arsenal need players, more wingers. Speaking of Washington Arsenal players, where's Joel Campbell? Is he a thing? Or? <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, Sol Campbell, by the way, announced his birthday twice today on, on uh, his, his social media feeds. First, he claimed he was 43. People said, no, you're not. You are actually 44. And then he uh, basically responded by posting an identical video where he admitted he was, where, where he claimed he was 44, rather. So, I, I don't know how you get to a point where you forget how old you are, but uh, ask Sol Campbell, because he knows how. He can well, do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. Chicago playing Orlando. Chicago getting the 4-0 win at home, despite the fact that Section 8's still not there, and Toyota Park seeming like an funeral parlor. Uh, uh, ghost town. Here's how bad it was. The FS1 commentators, who typically are pretty good boosters of the league, basically said, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. It's really quiet here. 
and they went into like a two minute screed about the free 101 protests and how it's a black mark on the front office there. It was remarkable to watch. Like I, I was stunned that they went there and it, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Well, Nemanja Nikolic got two goals in this game, and uh, Don Dwyer did not. Yes, good stuff. He was, real, <laughs> he was real angry at the end. Yeah, Richard Sanchez making saves. Who knew it was possible? It is. That's where Andre Blake's talent went. <laughs> I thought he looked a little bit taller, too. And, uh, yeah, Orlando fans get honored for their service to the team, and Orlando has been host, uh, picked to host the 2019 All-Star Game. I'm just going to celebrate by loading the field with empty four loto cans and bottles of piss, as is tradition in Orlando. There wasn't even a game. They just did it for fun. No, yeah, they were all there. Yeah. 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 Okay. NWSL only one game this past week, the other being played tonight. These are the NWSL semifinals, of course. Tonight's game is North Carolina versus Chicago. But what was already played this past weekend is Portland versus Seattle. The a game ending. Quick little update on North yes. Carolina. Chicago North Carolina is up one nothing scored in the fifth minute. Okay, thank you. Yep. Uh, Portland won this game 2-1. Lindsey Horan getting the winner. This was a bonkers game as well. Like, it had everything that you want out of a good NWSL game. Rivalry there. Strange defending in front of the box. <laughs> shots off the bar. Like, everything that you need. And... It, it was it was full tilt the entire time. Um, Jess Jess Fishlock almost gets her leg amputated, and then Megan Rapino takes the resulting free kick, bounces it off the crossbar, and then it falls to Jazz Spencer for the opening goal. Adriana French gets a bunch of good saves. Tobin Heath gets two goals, one of which is disallowed because NWSL doesn't feel like paying for VAR, like. It was clearly onside. Right. It was so clearly yeah. onside. And then Lindsay Horan gets that header inside the far post, bounces it through. Just This was a fantastic game. And a Absolutely. fantastic atmosphere, too. Oh, of course. The Providence Park was at, the Portland Thorns fans really show up and show out at home games. And especially in the playoffs, they were loud and just in full force. Fantastic game. I think next year I have decided that I'm going to try to make it to an NWSL game. I did the NWSL Cup, but um gonna try to, to make it to a game or two. I think it's high time that um that I experience the Portland Thorns atmosphere or maybe go to the a Seattle Rain game. Um maybe even go to Wake Med. I, I gotta figure it out, but I I'd like to make that happen next year. Again, uh, real quick, the game that was North Carolina versus Red Stars is being played tonight because it was postponed thanks to Hurricane Florence. Being played tonight in Portland. In Portland, yes. Hope all of the North Carolina soccer fans are doing okay and there are other communities affected by Hurricane Florence. Their soccer fans are doing okay as well. If you're not a soccer fan, though, go fuck yourself. I don't care about you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. Yeah, we all stand by that. Yeah, that is is an official... We talk to our United fans dance. <laughs> All right, let's so take there. A, let's take a quick break there. We'll come right back with the rest of the world's soccer news.
Lucenic reminding us during our break that Bleacher Report has a streaming service. And apparently pretty, it's pretty good. I did not know this. Have any of you used this apart from producer Nick who doesn't have a mic in front of him? No. No. Damn it. <laughs> okay. So helpful. We got, I we might, got... depending on my work schedule on Thursday, use it for the Arsenal vs. Club game. But the fact that you can buy it match by match is pretty neat. Three bucks apparently for the Liverpool game today from the Champions League. Yeah, that's why I might use it for the Arsenal game. Yeah, MLS needs to, like producer Nick was saying, MLS needs to migrate to this because apparently the service actually works, unlike ESPN Plus. Hey, that works like 60% of the time, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, speaking of the quality of MLS streaming for the past several years, let's go to a segment that we call Get Low. In the Get Low segment, we talk about our wrap-up of U.S. lower leagues soccer. First up, the USL where Sport Park Rangers played St. Louis and lost three goals to four. Four being scored by St. Louis. Yeah, uh, Swopes get the first goal, and then St. Louis goes four unanswered before a couple of very late goals uh, by some late substitutes for the Swopes. Go watch the last 10 minutes because it gets super nervy for St. Louis. But solid result for them. Gets them much closer to the uh, playoffs. FC Cincinnati beating Toronto FC 2. Four goals to three in a record-breaking game. Yeah, uh, Manu Ledesma gets three assists on the game. Um, Helps him break the single-season assist record. He's currently at 15 almost as if he has a job with FC Cincinnati next season. <laughs> Although, um, Jeff Reuter did actually watch this game and basically commented that USL defenses give him way too much space, which probably isn't going to be something that happens next season. Unless he plays Minnesota. Unless he plays oh, Minnesota. All the space in the world. He could have gone with LA for that joke, too. No, it's not hurting my feelings. I watched the last two games. I know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Watson needs to be the first one out. We've had some American owners purchase a team in England. Yep. England. England. Uh, English National League side. That's the fifth tier of English football. Dadenham and Redbridge, which, fun fact, is the same age as I am. 26 years old. Founded in 1992. It was purchased by the Memphis 901 FC ownership group, which includes Tim Howard. Wow, Memphis was found. That team was founded in 901. It's a long time ago. I don't think America was around back then. It's not a Hershey major or anything, but I'm pretty sure I told them in America. Well, all soccer originates <laughs> in England, so it's probably two like Saxons kicking oh, around by, the by head Memphis, of a dead Viking Egypt, or something. Right? Memphis, e- e- 901 is oh, in Egypt. Yeah, uh, I gotcha. see. Yeah. If, if Memphis was actually founded in 901 BC, that would be amazing for but us for this soccer, joke, because we have no idea what we're talking about. Soccer would have been BC. really hard, though, to play in... Um, in ancient Egypt, because there's only one, two dimensions, so they'd all have to just walk in a straight line back and forth. Anyway, <laughs> it's 11, 11 going straight at each other. You uh, could totally go over the top with them, though. The light has gone out of the soccer world, though. Las Vegas lights have fired Chili's. No! Pour one out. Yeah. No, no, not, not here. Please, not on my carpet. Thanks. It really ties the room together. No, we're not yeah. going to waste beer. Come on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. How is Carter Manley going to grow up, though? I, I don't know. I mean, he got paid last week. He does week. this for yeah, do there, so, you know, maybe he can help. Maybe. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's just the wrong guy to ask for help in your 
you know what? Career. At this point, when you saw Carter Manley in that he's game, gone. he's a rookie. He needs minutes. He needs to figure out how to run without falling over. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for you to. That's a downer. Uh, we're going to tell you to go and check out to Big News. Not real articles, no collusion, witch hunt. Uh, no, but they actually really good articles. Really good yeah. articles. Also, from none of them outlets. came from 55.1, so they're actually from good places. Oh, hey, fuck you, you, EPL douchebag. I'm just saying that we always say the fake news is shit. West Berdine, so... Well, that's he the 55.1 pod. Podcast. Yeah. That's, that's separate from the Any, website. Anything he does now. All right, so one of these two articles, y'all. One was from The Athletic. Yeah, Peter Wilt. Excellent article about basically building up the brand momentum for Madison Pro Soccer, despite the fact that they don't have a name, don't have a crest, but are still trying to get bunches of fan interest. Go check it out, because aside from Peter Wilt being one of the great communicators of lower league soccer, it's interesting to see what sort of strategy you take when you're trying to start up a new soccer identity. And of course, Peter Wilt, maybe when it comes to starting soccer teams, pretty successful. Red Stars, Fires, Indy 11. good. Yeah, exactly. Also, Dan Hodeman from Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis City, not Minnesota City, Minneapolis City SC uh, spoke to Sock Takes opening up the books of his team. It's always a great article for him to discuss just what they spend their money on, how cost overruns happen. He's super upfront with the way that he discusses things. And it's also a good roadmap of how to do lower league soccer correctly. Okay. All right. Well, I, all I gotta say is in that article, I was just surprised by uh, how much underwear the team buys. Very, very strange. You know, just everything underwear. Lots and lots of... Uh... And then, then you got to compare how many were briefs, how many were boxers. You got to have the all the hearts briefs. on them, too. Some of them yeah. come on there, yeah. you got to spray paint those on. That costs money. The, 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 the Scooby-Doo allotment was, was pretty impressive. But, yeah, and understandable because yes. that is way more than yes. just yeah, parts. I mean, that's, it's what happens when you go with stimulus. You can customize everything. Yeah. All right, let's now move into a segment that we call... This is the Let's get national and discuss the latest from the U.S. national team. The U.S. men's national team playing Mexico and finishing this game 1-0. The big talking point, of course, being Matt Miazga's mocking, vicious mocking of uh, Mexican player Lainez. And kind of funny mocking. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got. I'm surprised he didn't cut me off because it's been much longer than the sample amount of time that we can do. Oh, uh-huh. well then, but yeah, it was funny. We'll just end no it reason got, not, to live. Okay, stop now. <laughs> Dave Sarakan off this got game. No, 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 I'm gonna move you back from the mic. Cut it, cut. Does mic? Does mic? Thank you. First of all, David Moyes has now officially expressed <laughs> interest in Please the no. U.S. men's national team job, but uh, let's not talk about that very much. David Sarachan, though, has come out and criticized Christian Pulisic, saying he needs to give more to the U.S. national team setup. I mean, he turned 20 today and stored the game winner for Dortmund in their 
Champions League tie, but sure. I and, guess. and he also came back from injury in the yeah, game. Yeah, he was definitely not fit. So. He's been working pretty much nonstop for the last couple of years, so let's yeah. give the kid a break, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Hey, David Sergio, how would you shut the fuck up? How's that? <laughs> yeah. The US U20 men's national team has drawn uh, for the CONCACAF U20 championship and the U20 World Cup qualifiers. They get to play against Trinidad and Tobago. Great. Great. No, it says here just Trinidad, so that's half their team. It's 11 on 6, oh, so we're good. Thank goodness. <laughs> Um, they also play against Suriname, Puerto Rico, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> I love St. Vincent and the Grenadines. They opened up for uh, uh, Tavish in the Bottom in one year. It was great. They're I think really I, good. I, I'm pretty sure they're opening up for Florence and the Machine. I yes. add St. Vincent and Grenadine every time I make a Tom Collins. You know, it gives a little <laughs> bit of cherry days. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, let's now move on to a segment that we call Stiff Upper Leagues. What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. In the Stiff Upper Leagues, we discuss English soccer. And this week, Caleb, quite happy. Tottenham getting beaten by Liverpool 2-1. That makes almost everyone in this podcast happy, yeah? It does. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I take it. Sure, Liverpool no fan. Colin hates Tottenham. Fuck Tottenham. And... Not just let's just see us happy. So exactly. yeah. yeah, we're all good. Wait, uh, not just like to see us happy? This is a this is news to me. Really a, any <laughs> happiness at all in this deep dark world that we are in is 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 a welcome joy. Hey, uh goals from uh Genie One Autumn away from home, which never happens. And uh it was a Roberto Firmino, yeah, Roberto Firmino. It was. before he got poked in the eye by Yonfertine and don't Google that. It's horrifying and gross. It's the second most horrifying image you can Google today. Yes, that's very true. Um, Tottenham probably had a sh- good shot for a penalty late to equalize, but they didn't. Did it. So, you know what? You lost. Still lost. Ah, take that. <laughs> and then uh, Match City getting three goals against America's team, Fulham. Is, is Fulham still America's team? It used to be with, you know, Dempsey and then Brad Creedle used to play there. There's no Americans on the team. So, um, I, Luca Della Torre is still in the oh, system, isn't he? He's not playing for them, though. Yeah. He's in the youth I think system. He's, yeah, he's like U23s now. But, like, if you want to, for America's team, you have to go either Huddersfield Town with Danny Williams, who might still be injured from last year, and or David Wagner and all this. And David Wagner. Or oh. Dungeon Yedlin for Newcastle. Who did Friedel played for Spurs? My bad. Who, who played for Fulham? They were Keller. 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 That's right. I knew it was Didn't one of those Didn't Brian play yeah, for them too? Yeah, McBride and Dempsey and Eddie Johnson for a while. Correct. Correct. Because there was a this was like an unbroken string for a little while. Bournemouth playing Leicester, getting the four to win. Aging Claudio Ranieri. Claudio Ranieri. Line one. <laughs> Newcastle. Getting beaten 2-1 by Arsenal, the game that made Colin quite happy. Well, here's the thing. At halftime, I saw the sub for uh, Torreira coming in for Matteo Guendouzi. And I thought to myself, why the fuck is Torreira coming in for Guendouzi instead of Granit Xhaka? Four minutes later, I screamed, and I quote, Xhaka when the walls fell. That is a great reference and one that I'm not going to explain because our listeners going to need to have watch some good TV from the early 90s. And I will also say there are many reasons related to my angst about Grand Shaka that I use that as well. Okay. All right. Great, 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 great. Chelsea getting a 4-1 win against Cardiff. Watford getting beaten by Manchester United. Jose Mourinho managing to get the victory somehow. 
and clinging on to his job still. I'll just go back to the Chelsea game for a second. Uh, my wife, Taylor, big Chelsea fan. Cardiff was up one nothing, and she was super worried, but no, honey, it's Cardiff. You're fine. And they were, so. Unlike the people of Cardiff who are living hell every day. And the Manchester United, by beating Watford, getting rid of that whole Watford of the new Leicester, guys. Watch them win the league. Yeah, I don't think so. They're on They still look pretty gone. good. Yeah. They, they're they're going to be a, this gonna be a challenge to play away at Watford all year because they're pretty good. Let's now move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where you talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. First up, La Liga, where first up, Gianni Infantino, FIFA president, coming up and saying, there's no way the La Liga game in the United States happens. 100% not going to happen. And then uh, Javier Tebas, the president of La Liga, coming out and saying, it's absolutely going to happen in January. Don't worry. That's some obstacles, but we're going to take they care of it. Like, talk to each other before they talk to other people, probably. That'd be good, I think. Also, every single time you say Gianni Infantino, I think of Johnny from the room. No, please. Not that stupid kid who, like, Awkwardly was there and was hitting on uh, Tommy Whistle's girlfriend in that movie. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. Or was John? Was John? No, Johnny was Tommy's character. Yeah, right? Johnny was Tommy's character. Right. And then there was that awkward, weird kid, though. I don't oh, remember his name. Shit. I'm that. That's what Google is for. Okay. But but Johnny and then infant because that kid's like strangely twelve years old <laughs> and yet is just popping up in every single ridiculously adult situation. Okay. Atletico Madrid playing A-bar, getting the tie 1-1. Or, but really, this game, you could argue the New York Post had a headline saying, A-bar, win this game 1-1. Danny. His name was Danny. Danny. Oh, Danny. Which yeah. isn't yeah, the real Danny. name. Yeah, yeah. It's Danny. Like, Denny's. Like, the breakfast chain. There was a Denny. Denny, Denny in, in my college days. His name was Dennison, but everyone called him Denny. There's also Denny Hecker, who ran a Ponzi scheme. Oh, okay. I guess he made off with a lot of money. <laughs> That's a finance joke. Okay. So Real Sociedad <laughs> playing Barcelona. Barcelona winning 2-1. Real Madrid playing Atletico Bilbao getting the 1-1 tie. So that means that Barca certainly won the weekend. Yeah, Madrid in Absolutely. crisis without Ronaldo. Oh my god. They'll be fine. All of Madrid in crisis because Atleti also... Yeah, correct. Uh, Gareth Bale coming out and saying he likes Julian Lapotegu better because he speaks English, to which everyone said, you're in Spain. <laughs> Did he also say something to the effect of, like, I play better without Ronaldo because Ronaldo isn't hogging the ball all the time? <laughs> I mean, no one should argue with that, though. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. is so accurate. Ronaldo hogging the ball, so scores a lot of goals, buddy. Anyway, yeah. Bundesliga time, Bayer playing Bayern. In a uh, game that has confused people who are unable to pronounce N uh, for quite a while. <laughs> is, that, is that a wide sweeping affliction that affects a lot of our listeners? Yeah. Or what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh no, it's happening. Dot co, you mean. Ach, are you okay? Ach. Uh, <laughs> really getting the 3 1 win over Leverkusen. Kind of a Pyrrhic victory for Bayern Munich, though. Uh, Quarantine Tolisso and Rafinha both left the game with various ligament injuries. Tolisso, in particular, is going to be out for, quote, several months because he tore one of his cruciate ligaments because, in Europe, they're both the same. Well, they're quite crucial. 
Hey guys, do you do you know where the term Pyrrhic victory comes from? I no. know it's from ancient Greece. I can't remember. Rome. Oh, it is from Rome. Okay. Yeah, it's it's from one of the earliest wars that Rome fought where a Rome was invading somebody. I can't remember exactly who it was. It might have been Sicily, but then Pyrrhus, a king from Greece, was invited to fight the Romans, and Pyrrhus kept winning the battles. But he lost the war, and as he sailed away, he basically s- said some sort of aphorism about how he had lost a bunch, but he won, uh, or how he had won the bunch, but he had actually lost because of the, how many people died in his army. And that's where the Pyrrhic victory comes from. Also, by the way, I'm going to tell you about the parting shot, which, was, uh, which has come to be because the ancient Parthian Empire, who the Romans fought, had these archers who could fire arrows from their saddles and would have this move where they uh, trotted away from you while firing arrows at you. It was called the Parthian shot and therefore the parting shot. And that was our super secret sub-segment, History of Rome with Notch. I should start a history pod. I'd really like it, but I don't have the time There's for the research. There's already a History of Rome podcast. I know, it's really good. <laughs> so you just uh, do the same thing? Borussia... Bruce Maguire. Bruce Maguire. No, Borussia. He won. Good job, Bruce. Borussia Magladbach. Tips Fedora. Beat Schalke 2 1. Schalke potentially in crisis? Like, actually, almost. Because, what, third week? Yeah, and yet to win. It's early. Yeah, but they've looked absolutely abject all season. They're playing Weston McKenney as, like, a right back for well, some strange that. reason. Is your turn Klinsman there being like, he's a right back? He also started in the Champions League game today. Yeah, thankfully not as an outside midfielder. And he got the assist on the first goal. You guys remember when Klinsman played Brexia as left back behind uh, Miguel Ibarra on the left wing? That was fun. Serie A news now. Juventus beating Sassuolo 2-1. The big news in this game is that Douglas Costa was sent off for spitting at uh, Di Francesco. Di Francesco, a player who has a certain history of celebrating with fascist Mm. salutes, and Douglas Costa later coming back and saying, if you had heard what he said to me, you would have done the same thing. I'm going to trust Douglas Costa on this one, and fuck a player who decides to give fascist salutes. Yeah. uh, Italian teams have kind of a rough history with players giving fascist salutes, and although spitting is not you never want to see it. It is probably justified if what Douglas Costa said was true. They said what happened was really what, what happened. As gross as spitting is, you're also supposed to do much more disgusting and depraved things to fascists. Yeah, so, listen to Dead Kennedys and you'll find out yeah. what to do. Cristiano Ronaldo getting off the mark in Serie A in this game, getting the goal and inner. Inter Milan playing Parma. Parma beating them 1-0. What? Yeah. Four points from four for Inter. They, they're probably in crisis at this point. They're looking for a oh, team oh, up in me. the top four. Things get better for Inter, though. A little bit of teaser there. Uh, winning goal scored by Inter Loni, Federico Di Marco. Don't forget, though, that Parma is a team that has been in major crisis in recent years. Yeah. Uh, down to Serie D not just a couple years ago and made their way back all the way back up. So uh, Financial problems, I believe. Yeah. So this is pretty incredible from them. Fantastic prize. And by the way, speaking of financial problems, Serie B is currently under on hiatus due to a court order. Three teams in Serie B having gone bankrupt 
and the t- the league having gone down to 19 teams uh there there's some issue about whether the league can play with just 19 teams or whether they need a full 22 more specifically a group of Serie C teams um basically protesting that by just saying we're not going to admit other teams they're losing out on significant sums of money by playing in a higher league Champions League now. Inter Milan beat Tottenham 2-1 off a stoppage time winner. Hey, it got better. Yeah, uh, Christian Eriksen gets the first goal of the game for Tottenham, second half. Doesn't matter, though, because no one remember that one, because Mario Cardi's equalizer was an absolute <sighs> bullet volley that was low to the ground to the far post. It was amazing. And then Inter win the game on the 92nd minute on a corner, I believe. Yeah, but Absolute scenes at San, at the San Siro. I always love it when the Minneapolis St. Paul Gunners retweet something from Minneapolis Spurs because it's always them just being like shocked at them being Spursy. Barca I, played PSV Eindhoven today, beating them three uh, nil. No, they played a uh, pre-tour sport ventures. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, yeah. of course. And uh, big Man- loss for Anthony Pritchard in this game. Messi yeah. opening the scoring here from a with a beautiful free kick Oof. in the top right corner. Very goal. nice. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful yep. placement. Goal for Demele as well. Liverpool playing Paris Saint-Germain, getting the 3-2 win. Sturridge's first CONCACAF Champions League goal since 2012. Caleb, put it away. Put it away, Caleb. I, oh, by the way, I said CONCACAF Champions and League. And also here. my dad who listens to this, I'm not exposing myself in any way right now. <laughs> you, you guys didn't take the bait when I said CONCACAF Champions League because it says CCL here. Oh, well. Yeah. So that's not bad. UEFA Champions League. Milner gets a goal. James Milner continuing to stun us all. This week, he, Gary Lineker coming out and saying that so he was... Well. Gary Lineker admitting on Twitter that he was wrong to criticize James Milner. When James Milner signed for Liverpool was it two or three years ago, why when Klopp got here, I thought it was a terrible signing. Definitely proved me wrong. He's playing as one of the best center midfielders in the world right now. Muni and Mbappe getting two goals to equalize with PSG, but Bobby Firmino got a game winner in stoppage time. Covers an eye in celebration to reference Wartongan's folk in his eye. Let's now move into a segment that we call Soccer Things. Where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. So as much as we wanted to just credit NWSL for moving the North Carolina Courage game against Chicago Red Stars. Yeah, there was a hurricane there, but you are also talking about one of the best maintained fields in the country at Wake Med Soccer Park. They've dealt with massive amounts of rain in the past, and the field within hours. Jeb Brofsky would disagree. Just because there's whale bones (laughs) underneath doesn't mean that they can't get the field dry enough. Like, if anything, those bones should be soaping up a little bit of that water. Just, like, there's enough holes in bones after, like, (laughs) 150, 200 years of sitting in the ground. Anyway, as angry as Courage fans were that this game was moved, they probably only have themselves to blame. I'm referring, of course, to Jay Hinkle. Jay Hinkle, the one who 
turned down an appearance in the U.S. women's national team because they were potentially wearing pride numbers. Now, I know in the past that following Hurricane Katrina, there were evangelical pastors claiming that the reason that the hurricane struck the United States was because of the increasing permissiveness of the homosexual lifestyle. After speaking with sources close to God, I can categorically <laughs> confirm that the opposite is the case. Rather, because North Carolina continues to employ Jay Hinkle, God smote the entire Carolinas, not even being discriminant of the fact that South Carolina got a huge hit. They're not even named with the North Carolina courage. The entire region got hit specifically because Jay Hinkle is not living out a true Christian lifestyle of being accepting. As a pastor's kid, I really appreciate that. that was you awesome. are very welcome. <laughs> All right. That seems as good a note as I need to end this week's show on. Hey, folks, please. Tell your friends about We Call It Soccer. We're on all the big podcasting services, iTunes, Google Play Music, etc., etc. Point yourself or your friends there and subscribe. Keep listening. Now, can you guys please tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? I'm at Olson 716 Also, for 551. Special thanks to Tetonics for the use of their song Lustless, which is theme music. Check them out on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and the like. Uh, you can find me at The Attachment. You can find my writings over at epluribuslunum.com. Um, I do have a new article up as of noon today um, detailing some of the different ways that Adrian Heath can look to benefit the future if he is so inclined, which I doubt he will be. You can find me at TW United Fans. We call it Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez. His views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. And with that, it's time for us to good bid you goodbye for another week. And see you in seven days. Love.